coming to you from a cozy little condo high atop old Fort Ward, Atlanta. Welcome, Welcome to The Ron Show on America One Radio. Here's your host, Ron Roberts. Ah, happy Thursday, second day of February, Groundhog Day. I don't even know what your choice of rodent decided about the weather for the next six weeks. My fear is that whatever rodent actually does have sway over the weather in the state of Georgia probably damned us to another six weeks of chilly rain and fog. Oh my gosh, again, we wake up today to chilly rain and fog. Can it ever stop? This spring and this summer better be the most luscious, green, colorful, and temperate. Can we please get temperate? Like, Maybe three or four days over 90 only, please. Uh, Spring and summer seasons on record. Mother Nature better come through for us when it comes to delivering on uh, making up for our suffering this winter. I mean, we haven't had blizzards and freezes like Texas, by the way, still hundreds of thousands without power and that Texas power grid that was supposed to be made infallible after 2021. We haven't had that. We've been, I think, blessed. I know some of you would like to have... You know, a white wintry scene, eh, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with us not having this. We're just uh, like, what, 47 days from the start of spring, and I I can see the finish line without that happening. That would be fantastic. I get it. We haven't had that. But this has been, in my mind, the longest, most prolonged, drizzly, foggy, misty, rainy, chilly winter ever. Just not enough sunshine and sunlight Can you tell I'm dealing with, I think I'm just diagnosing myself here, seasonal affective disorder? But there are some things that I do take joy in. I take joy in seeing Republicans feast on themselves. As we talked about yesterday, Marjorie Taylor Greene likened Ashley Babbitt's killing to that of Tyree Nichols. Kevin McCarthy was asked about that today. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who Marjorie Taylor Greene fought hard for, for him to have that gavel. Kevin McCarthy was asked about Marjorie Taylor Greene likening Tyree Nichols' killing to that of Ashley Babbitt. Listen to this. One of the first things Marjorie Taylor Greene said from the oversight dais was that Ashley Babbitt was murdered. Mm-hmm. Do you think Ashley Babbitt was murdered, or do you think the police officer who shot her was doing his job? I think the police officer did his job. Ooh. Ooh. First fracture in that relationship. And as much as I'd love to fixate and focus on that, there have been actually some, I think, some more headline-grabbing moves made on the... House of Representatives floor today. The, the the big one that you'll see in headlines today is that the GOP has argued that Ilan Omar should not serve on the House Foreign Affairs Committee. So they voted to remove her today in light of some past statements that she's made regarding Israel that in some cases they have criticized uh, as being anti-Semitic. Now, Democrats have criticized this push to remove her from that committee, arguing that it amounts to an act of political revenge and that the Minnesota Democrat, Ilhan Omar, has been held accountable for her past remarks. Of course, the vote was held. Party line vote, 218 to 211. David Joyce of Ohio voting present. Uh, Suffice to say, there were many inside the chamber on the left who had some grievances Not the least among them, of course, is Ilhan Omar. Here she goes. This debate today, it's about who gets to be an American. What opinions do we get to have, do we have to have to be counted as Americans? This is what this debate is about, Madam Speaker. 
there is this idea that you are a suspect if you are an immigrant or if you are from certain parts of the world or a certain skin tone or a Muslim. Mm -hmm. It is no accident that members of the Republican Party accused the first black president, Barack Obama, of being a secret Muslim. Right. It is no accident that former President Donald Trump led a birther movement that falsely claimed he was born in Kenya. Right. Because to them, falsely labeling the first and only president of the United States of America, a Muslim and African immigrant, somehow made him less American. Mm -hmm. Well, I am Muslim. I am an immigrant, and interestingly, from Africa. Is anyone surprised that I am being targeted? Is anyone surprised that I am somehow deemed unworthy to speak about American foreign policy? Or that they see me as a powerful voice that needs to be silenced? Frankly, it is expected. Because when you push power, power pushes back. Representation matters. Continuing to expand our ideas of who is American and who can partake in the American experience, experiment, is a good thing. I am an American. An American who was sent here, an American who was sent here by her constituents to represent them in Congress. A refugee who survived the horrors of a civil war. Someone who spent her childhood in a refugee camp. Someone who knows what it means to have a shot at a better life here in the United States. And someone who believes in the American dream and the American possibility and the promise and the ability to participate in the democratic process. That is what this debate is about. There is an idea out there that I am not, that I do not have objective decision making because of who I am, where I come from, and my perspective. But I reject that. We say there is nothing objective about policy making. We all inject our perspective, our point of views, our lived experiences, and the voices of our constituents. That's what democracy is about. So what is the work of the Foreign Affairs Committee? It is not to co-sign the stated foreign policy of whatever administration is in power. It's about oversight. It's to critique and to advocate for a better path forward. But most importantly, it is to make the myth that American foreign policy is intrinsically moral a reality. So I will continue to speak up because representation matters. I will continue to speak up for little kids who wonder who's speaking up for them. I will continue to speak up for families around the world who are seeking justice. Whether they are displaced in refugee camps or they are hiding under their beds somewhere like I was, waiting for the bullets to stop. Because this child survivor of war would have wanted that. The nine-year-old me would be disappointed if I didn't talk 
about the victims of conflict. Those that are experiencing unjust wars, atrocities, ethnic cleansing, occupation, or displacement like I did. They are looking to the international community and the United States, asking for help. They look to us because the international community and the United States profess the values of protecting human rights and upholding international law. Yes. So we owe it to them not to make this a myth, but a reality. I didn't come to Congress to be silent. I came to Congress to be their voice. And my leadership and voice will not be diminished if I am not on this committee for one term. My voice will get louder and stronger, and my leadership will be celebrated around the world as it has been. So take your vote or not. I am here to stay, and I am here to be a voice against harms around the world and advocate for a better world. I yield back. Now, as much as I'd love to just bask in the greatness of that speech, what a takedown by Ilan Omar. Uh, I've only got so much uh, time in this segment. Really only wanted to devote the one segment to it because this is an Atlanta and Georgia-centric show after all. But let's just get to this. Uh, Eric Swalwell came to her defense. Madam Speaker, when I heard that we're going to remove a member of this House from their committee for anti-Semitism, I raced down here because I thought, finally, finally, in this chamber, there's going to be some accountability. Some accountability from this conference that continues to allow its members to root for rioters, to show sympathy for the insurrection, a conference that harbors a wanted international criminal and has members who choose violence over voting every single day, finally. Yeah. And so I thought, we're going to hold someone accountable for anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. Surely it's the author of this tweet. Kanye Elon Trump, October 6th, written by Chairman Jim Jordan. Ooh. October 8th, what does Kanye say? I'm going to declare DEFCON 3 on the Jews. So surely this tweet came down, right? came down, was deleted. No, two more months it was kept up. Two more months. So don't come here looking at us for anti-Semitism. Look in your own damn mirror before you ever come over here. Woo! Also, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I think one of the things that we should talk about here is also one of the disgusting legacies after 9-11 has been the targeting and racism against Muslim Americans throughout the United States of America. And this is an extension of that legacy. Consistency, there is nothing consistent with the Republican Party's continued attack except for the racism and incitement of violence against women of color in this body. I had a member of the Republican caucus threaten my life and you all and the Republican caucus rewarded him with one of the most prestigious committee assignments in this Congress. Don't tell me this is about consistency. Don't tell me that this is about an abdic- a-, a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks when you have a member of the Republican caucus who, have t- who has talked about Jewish space lasers and an, an entire amount of tropes and also elevated her to some of the highest committee assignments in this body. This is about targeting women of color in the, in the United States of America. Don't tell me because I didn't get a single Time has expired. My life was threatened. Thank you. Thank you, AOC. That being said, I got to be honest with you. Do you know who actually also spoke about this vote? A fella from New York by the name of George Santos. And I'm not going to air his his floor uh, speech because he just doesn't deserve it. 
You know who does? Jasmine Crockett, Democratic representative from Texas. Take a listen. Speaker, I rise today to oppose the removal of Congresswoman Omar from the Foreign Affairs Committee, and I begin by asking what is the crime? You see, this is a question that many in this country have been asking over the last week. What is the crime? Mm -hmm. Now, many were referring to Tyree Nichols, but I'm asking this question as it relates to Congresswoman Omar. Was her so-called crime allegedly committing fraud in Brazil? Was her so-called crime allegedly breaking campaign finance laws? During her election to Congress, was her so-called crime stealing from a roommate? Was her so-called crime defrauding and outright lying to her constituents? No, none of the above. But these are crimes that my colleagues on the other side of the aisle have no qualm in (laughs) countenancing when it is politically expedient. So I ask again, what is the crime? There are those that have been accused of and or under investigation for participating in attacking our very democracy Mm -hmm. here on January 6th. And they have been seated on committees. Well said, young lady. More Ron Show on America One Radio next.